With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Hey kids, this is Teresa Brundage. I'm a member of the Creepinati and Creep Mom to all the little creepsters. You're listening to A Paranormal Chick's Sinister Sightings with Donna and Carrie. Carrie and we are paranormal chicks. Sinister sightings seven, and we're going to heaven. Slevlin. <laughs> Cut. Don't know what the fuck that was. Oh my gosh. So y'all just heard the wonderful, the amazing Teresa. That was my Oprah voice. <laughs> A.K.A. Creep Mom. Creep Mom is the one who organizes all of our shit. All the watch parties, for sure. She does those. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to say it, and I was like, uh, she just said that. So, yes, not only does she do the watch parties every Mm -hmm. Sunday, she also is our one and only moderator. Yes, of our Facebook group. And she wants to welcome you, so come on. Come one, come all. Join us. <laughs> Every weekday. Just we kidding. all float down here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I was channeling Delilah. You went straight for it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. So. Oh, my. Hold on. Sorry. Oh, shit. You said it. This is n- tangent time. We haven't had that in a while. Yes, we have. We just hadn't. Na- yeah, we haven't named it. it. <laughs> um, But. At one of my old jobs, the owner, she would send out these emails. Y'all know the type. And she capitalized everything. Ugh. All caps. We knew she was screaming at us. Because she really was. Yes. And we had an IT department, obviously. And because she capitalized capitalized everything. everything. You didn't know if it was it or IT. Oh, God. And so, oh, my gosh. We all saved her emails into folders. And, like, if you were ever in a bad mood, you just had to read it because it, like, doing it instead Mm -hmm. of IT was her fucking hilarious. (laughs) You know? And it's like, it's all caps. What is it? You know? Is it it or is it IT? I don't know, but Nikki, you're going to kill me for this. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Nikki at work. I love her. She listens. She's going to freaking kill me for this. But one day I was like, why in the fuck are all of your emails capitalized? I was like, you know you're screaming at them, don't you? Oh, my gosh. It gets gets the point across. I was like, okay. You're screaming at them, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't. It makes me want to delete. Yes. But because you're... An important part of there, and you have to know everything that she says, you don't delete. Okay. The emails are coming in. We love them. Keep them coming. You ready for me to start? 
let's just jump right in. Well, another tangent. Oh, when, how you said keep it coming or keep them coming made me think of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the original movie. Never saw it. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. Never saw it. Oh. Not the show, not the movies. Didn't actually know there was a movie before the shows. I, I didn't. I'm and fucking speechless right now. <laughs> this never happened, y'all. <laughs> okay. This weekend. I work. You work. We're going to soundproof your office so we can get out of the dungeon here. Mm-hmm. And we're also watching fucking Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Are we, though? Oh, well, we might not because pretty sure I only had it on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm going to have to do some digging. Maybe YouTube has a copy. Creep Mom, do you know? <laughs> She's in Germany. Oh, fuck. Well, she leaves in like three days, I think. Yep, never mind. All right, this email says, Hey, pretty girls. So a few months back, I decided to ask my mom and my Aunt C if they have any ghost or paranormal things in their lives. That's what we want y'all to do. Absolutely. They told me the same story. Oh, shit. And I was totally creeped out. Okay, you know it's a thing if you ask two people separately and they tell you the same fucking story. Right. You know it stuck with them. Yes. So my Aunt T had moved into a very old house in South Texas with her husband. My mom was in her 20s and had gone to visit them and stay in the new house. It was cozy and homey and she was happy to be with them. She fell asleep with no issues the first night in the guest room on a vintage bed. So Aunt C or Aunt T? Or is it a C-U-N-T? Oh, not kidding. that. Just kidding. She did say Aunt C and then change it to Aunt T. Like Aunt, the letter T. Not Auntie. Oh, yeah. We're just going to go with whatever letter she says. Okay. Hell, it might be two different aunts. Oh, well, then she gets us all twisted in a second. Hold <laughs> on. She told me she woke up at some point during the night because she felt a person sitting on the side of her bed. What? She assumed it was my Aunt T or Uncle C... It was not either of them. She saw an elderly man sitting there looking off to the side. He was kind of see-through, but clear, and very much an elderly man. She realized this was not a physical person immediately and pulled the sheets up over her head. <laughs> I lo- okay, first of all, this just paints a great picture, but I love that that's everyone's response is to, like, pull sheets over their head. Yes. She was shaking, and her heart was beating like crazy. She calmly told him, I see you there. Can you leave, please? I'm scared. A few minutes later, which felt like years, she pulled down the sheets, and he was gone. The next morning, my mom met my aunt and my uncle downstairs for breakfast and described to them what had happened. My aunt, my mom's older sister, insisted they go next door to the elderly woman who had lived on that street forever. They went, and my mom described what had happened to the neighbor. The neighbor asked my mom to describe the man, clothing, height, weight, face. And when she did, the neighbor responded, Oh, that's just Mr. So-and-so. He lived in that house all his adult life and died right up there in that room, not too long before your sister bought the house. Oh, fuck. Mr. So-and-so, no one remembers his name, had died in that bed, in that room where my mom had stayed. Wait, they didn't change the mattress? I don't fucking not. He was a sweet man, never harmed anyone in his life, and was probably just hanging around still. Whew. Now, my family's a batch of weirdos who don't share shit with each <laughs> other. So a few months after my Aunt C went to visit the house on her own, 
Okay, so oh, it, it is two okay, A's. Okay, sorry. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. We're picking up what you're putting down now. <laughs> so a few months later, my Aunt C went to visit the house on her own. She had the exact same experience. But this time, they did not need to verify with a neighbor. They knew who she had seen. The funny thing to me is that all of our family automatically knows to say, Hi, see you there. Please leave me alone. You're scaring me to get rid of the ghost. No one taught us this, but across the board with each ghost story, that's how my family has responded. This is also how I responded when I sensed my ghost, which I'll talk about in another email. Creep it real, ladies. Angela. Oh my gosh, Angela. That was good. Oh, whoa. Can you, I just, can you imagine waking up and being like, God, it feels like something's on my bed. No. Uh Uh-uh. And I would not have been, um, excuse me, sir, could you please get off? (laughs) You're fucking scaring me. I know. Apparently they're not American. Right. Okay, this comes from Teresa. Hey, chicks and Marley. Oh, of course, I have to tell you how much I love the podcast. It keeps me laughing and entertained on my daily commute. I don't even mind when my employees ask why my accent is back. (laughs) (laughs) My town is full of alleged hauntings and folklore. So much, in fact, that a couple of books have been written about them. I've been a paranormal investigator for 10 years and have had my share of incidents. I tend to be fairly skeptical, a.k.a. Carrie. She said that? No, no. Oh. <laughs> I put that in. Sorry. But she has said before, though, that, like, we're very similar. Like, every time you've told a story and I've been like, yeah. real? She says that she thinks the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so she tends to be fairly skeptical, but sometimes things just can't be explained. One of our first investigations was in the home of our researcher slash historian, Lou. A few months after he moved into the house, things started to happen. Cabinet doors would be open, footsteps, things moved. Activity seemed to escalate during storms. He started doing research on the house and discovered a 16-year-old girl named Ida had committed suicide in 1905 by drinking carbolic acid. Oh, God. I don't know what that is, but oh, God. Me either. Newspaper records show her death sparked an investigation and her father was charged with alcoholism and abuse of her and her three younger siblings. <gasps> oh, shit. During our investigation, we captured the voice of a young girl answering our questions. One question we asked was, are you afraid of thunderstorms? The response was, more than Papa. Oh, my God. No. We also have a recording of a team member asking, do you know the names of the people that live here? The response was, what do you think? What? Oh, my gosh. And she's so funny. In parentheses, she said, teen girls, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) So, I guess the response was more like, what do you think? Not... (laughs) What What do do you you think? think? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. It's so tragic, but a few years ago, Lou paid to have a stone placed on her grave, which had gone without for a hundred years. Oh, my God. Lou also writes for our local paper and was contacted by a woman who had purchased a very old copy of Black Beauty with Ida's name written in the cover. (gasps) 
She Googled it and found his articles. After they talked, she shipped the book back to him, and it stays on the mantle, mostly. <gasps> Lou has made it clear to Ida that she is welcome to stay and is part of his family now. Oh, my God. The activity has lessened, but sometimes, in the middle of the night, he still hears footsteps on the stairs and down the hall. He thinks she is just making sure everyone's okay. So that's one of my not-so-sinister sightings. I hope you enjoyed it. Maybe next time I'll tell you about the time my daughter kicked a cursed statue in the face. Creeping it real, Teresa B. Holy shit. Whoa. That, more than Papa, is terrifying and heartbreaking. Holy shit. We need more stories, Teresa. Keep them coming. And if you do have the EVP... Let us hear that. I don't know that I want to. I do. I mean, it's like, you you hear them on, like, the ghost adventures and all of that, but that doesn't seem as real mm-hmm. as, like, no, that's a real fucking EVP. Yeah. I don't know if I want to listen. I do. I don't know, because I've been listening to too much Ghosts in the Burbs, and I'm scared of opening <laughs> myself up to stuff. <laughs> all right. True story. I was talking to Sabria. And she was telling me that she got really scared during the Ouija demon. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say his name. But I said his name while we were talking. And she was like, don't say his name. Then I talked about that stupid painting and what happened to us. And I thought we recorded it. Mm -hmm. And that I was really scared. The next thing, we have a Snapchat for the Creepinati. And I was doing something and I had a filter on. And remember that filter had another face yeah. on my neck, like out of the blue, like randomly. Yeah. And I'm like, it was right after that. So I told Sabrina and she was like, stop saying his name. Oh my God. I was like, you're right. I'm done. Damn. But like, it scared me because it was not there. Shit. You know, because I was like, holy fuck. Yeah, that was pretty freaking funny. Oh my gosh. Anyway, on to the next story. Okay. I have a follow-up from Angela. She said, before I forget, that's the title. So here's my follow-up story about my mom and my Aunt C. So I was visiting my Uncle Jay and his family in North Carolina, my mom's youngest brother. My husband was deployed in Afghanistan for six months, and I would go stay with them every other weekend and help with the beehives, feeding the chickens and taking my younger cousins to Lego and Apple stores in the mall. Oh, my God, that sounds amazing. Except for the bees. Ouch. (laughs) No. On my second or third visit, I had established that I was a night owl, and I would gladly turn off all the lights and the TV when I was ready to head upstairs to the frog, which is the finished room over the garage, to sleep. Oh. (laughs) Thank you for putting that, because I'd have been like, the frog? Yeah. Is that like a furry outfit? I don't understand. Oh, my gosh. Okay. This was usually two to three hours after everyone else was in bed. So I was going to the bathroom in the hallway to pee, brush my teeth, and I felt a cold spot in the hallway and had major shivers. I brushed it off and went about my business. Then I turned off all the lights as I walked towards the staircase. Oh, that's the problem number one. No Mm -hmm. fucking stairs. I felt like someone was right there with me. I thought maybe I woke up my uncle and turned around to apologize, but no one was there. I shook it off and went to bed. A few weekends later, I was turning off all the lights and headed upstairs when I heard voices in the garage. 
I went out there and the emergency hand crank radio was on playing some oldies. Oh, fuck. I turned it off, assuming my cousin had left it on and went to bed. Finally, another night, about three months into my weekends with them, I turned off all the lights with no issues and went upstairs to bed. As soon as I got to the landing, I felt it. I knew someone was sitting on the armchair in the left corner of the room. I stared at the chair. No one was in it. I took a deep breath. I know you're here, and that's fine. I'm going to turn off the lights and get into bed. If you can, can you go downstairs? You're scaring me. I turned off all the lights, and with the light from my cell phone, made my way to my air mattress and went to sleep. The next morning at breakfast, I asked my Aunt D. Hey, do you guys have a ghost in the house? She very quickly coughed and said, of course not, then sent my cousin to go clean his room. As soon as he was gone, she asked what I had seen. Of course they have a damn ghost. She just <laughs> didn't want to warn me or scare her son. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the, the old man who lived there before them had died of natural causes in the house. He became an alcoholic after his adult son died from drug use. Oh, gosh. He has been felt slash sensed walking up and down the hallway past his son's room right beside the bathroom. He sits in the garage and constantly turns on the hand crank radio and changes the station to oldies, and he has enjoyed the new frog they added to the house when they moved in. My guest lodging. Oh, gosh. Since I found out about the ghost, it has been a blast for me to see other guests, quote, encounter him as they try to casually say, so you think you may have a spirit here? (laughs) My uncle E, my mom's other brother she has three sisters two brothers yay catholics (laughs) was in the shower and felt a hand push the shower curtain and touch him Mm -mm. we were sitting in the living room and heard him yell at his wife for pranking him his wife was sitting in the living room with us she absolutely did not touch him through the shower curtain i'm heading back to that house with my mom next week for a belated mother's day trip and i cannot wait to see if she senses the spirit and if he's still there enjoying his new family. Have a wonderful weekend, ladies. Creep on creeping it real, Angela. Oh, Angela, thank you for the follow-up. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. And I know she said in her first email that she, like, was going to very calmly be like, Hey, yeah. you're scaring me. Again, I would just be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, one, I would just shit myself. That's what and, it has to And do fucking with. run. Yeah. No, well, I would be Scooby-Doo where I'm, like, trying to run. But I'm in the same position. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you you know about run. I mean, kind of walk Briskly fast. walk. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a power walk action. So this one is titled My Scary Story. Hey, ladies. First and foremost, I love your podcast. Aww. I'm a huge fan of the paranormal and true crime myself. In fact, I have a true crime podcast, 1096 Crime Chicks. Cool. Yes. She's in our Facebook group. Yes. And shit, she told us what that code was for. And now I can't remember. Anyway, it makes sense. Anyways, I was just listening to your latest Sinister Sightings episode when y'all were talking about trying to find the video of Rumpelstiltskin. It made me think of my story. So here it goes. I was about four years old and I woke up in the middle of the night one night and went into the living room. I sat in my favorite chair across the room from our sliding glass doors. So I looked at the sliding doors and there was a girl standing on the other side. Uh Uh-uh. 
She had on the same shirt as me, but her hair was long and stringy, and her eyes were so scary. You know how when you pull your bottom eyelids down and you see Mm-mm. all the blood and all? Oh, my gosh. That's like your Donna hates eyes. Yes. I mean, I love pretty eyes. Don't want to see... The inside? Yes. Or you scratch them, or you touch them. Yes. That's how her eyes were, permanently meaning that she wasn't holding them down. Uh Uh-uh. Then she walked through the door saying, I'm the bitty lady. I'm the bitty lady. What? I jumped up and ran down the hall and got into bed with my parents. By the way, I'm 38 now, and this still scares the crap out of me. Holy shit. Holy fuck. So, when I was a senior in high school, I was watching Oprah one day, and there was a child psychiatrist on there. Girl, I used to watch Oprah after school, too. They said that the third scariest dream for children was a dream with a lady with a long black dress called the Bitty Lady. I was shocked. However, when I got older and started getting more into paranormal and stuff, I started Googling about what the psychiatrist said, and I can't find it anywhere. Totally freaks me out. Anyways, I hope you liked my story, and I can't wait to hear your next episode, Amy in Texas. Holy shit. The bitty lady? Uh Uh-uh. Don't do a story on her. I don't want to, I don't want (laughs) to dream about her. You're not a kid. You won't. I'm a kid at heart. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Wowza. Like, and that you were that young and it's that vivid. Why does she have to have the same dress on as her with the eyes? The eyes. Thomas J. can't see without his glasses. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I could think of. Mm-mm. Oh, my God. I could just picture her with those eyes. You want me to show you what I think it looks no. like? No. <laughs> uh-uh. No, no, no. Like, legit, the, this is how much Donna hates eyes. The other day, was it, were we recording? And I was rubbing my eyes, and she was like, you've been rubbing your eyes a lot lately. <laughs> I'm like, I can't help it. They itch. Ooh, I like, can't. she, it drives her like, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard to watch somebody scratch their eyes. I can't. Don't put your finger in your eye or oh, she God, will no. have a stroke. No. Cracks me up. Mm-mm. I like to fuck with her with it. Be like, Mm-mm. Donna, look, and I have my finger in my eye. She's like, gah! That's gross. Like, uh-uh. You got eye juice and I don't want it. <laughs> I don't like squirting on Ew, ew. <laughs> she's a squirter. <laughs> You remember that lady that could, like, bug her eye out and shoot the milk out? (laughs) Stop. That is my nightmare. She says, Hi, guys. So I bugged you on on the Facebook page about covering the Stanley Hotel, and Donna suggested I email about it. So here goes. I went to the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. Hope I said that right. In 2013 for my wedding anniversary. Oh, that's freaking awesome. In parentheses, RIP to my marriage. It's okay. He oh. was he was not great. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Pour one out for the homie. <laughs> okay. I had great interest in the hotel as I love scary movies, am sensitive to spooks in real life, and love Stanley Kubrick slash The Shining movie. We signed up to take a tour of the hotel and heard many fabulous stories. I won't go through them all because this is going to be long enough without them. But maybe give you the basics and my experience, and maybe it'll interest you enough that you'll look into further, into it further. I don't know how to read. 
So the Stanley twins were entrepreneurs from a young age, always creating and inventing. They are famous for inventing the steam-powered motor carriages. I don't remember why they ended up in Colorado, although I believe it was for health as many people moved to Colorado for the air quality back when tuberculosis was a big problem. Seems reasonable. Also, I thought she was talking about the two girls at I did first, too. I did too. I, I did like, too. Wait, what? <laughs> anyway, they built this house for themselves and visiting friends, which later became a hotel. We were told about a maid who went into room 217 to light a gas lamp, not knowing there was a gas leak, and caused a huge explosion that destroyed the entire west wing of the house. Damn. She was blown through two floors, I believe, and survived. The Stanley twins paid all of her bills and took care of her financially for the rest of her life. She actually actually chose to go back to work at the hotel and stayed as long as she was able to work. Wow. I'm assuming Stephen King chose room 217 because he heard stories of hauntings and wanted inspiration for a book. You can actually request to stay in that room when visiting the Essie's Park. They told us during the tour that Jim Carrey stayed in room 217 while shooting Dumb and Dumber. The hotel, bar, and restaurant, as well as the staircase, were used in the film. Oh, cool. I had no idea. Me neither. They say the first night sleeping there... He left during the middle of the night and would only enter the hotel to shoot his scenes, but wouldn't say why. Whoa. Hotel guests who stay in that room report having their clothes folded and put away for them and seeing a figure. We couldn't go into the room during our tour because guests were occupying it. Sad day for us. During the tour, I had a digital camera and was snapping photos of everything, hoping I'd catch something in the photos. At one point, everyone had walked down this hallway to convene at the opposite end, but my ex-husband stopped me in the hallway and took a ton of pictures of me. When I caught up to him, he showed me the screen on the camera. Pointing the camera down the hallway, my camera was, I guess, malfunctioning. There was a bright light taking up almost the whole screen of my camera. It almost looked like the light above where I was standing was putting off a big blaze of light in a rainbow spectrum. Whoa. Looking back on the photos later, totally normal. What? I do remember during the tour that the guide's hair got full of static electricity and started sticking out everywhere. (laughs) Mine did the same in one spot on my head until we left the hotel, then it went back to normal. Whoa. The other spot I remember was the underground walkway. My ex didn't go in this part because he was claustrophobic. See? Bad egg. Left me all (laughs) alone in this scary part. So there was a building behind the main hotel... That was, and still is, living quarters for the staff. Winters up there can get pretty bad. Plus, I don't think that the Stanleys wanted guests to see staff wandering around off shift, so they created an underground walkway that connected the staff quarters to the main hotel. That's kind of like Disney. hmm That way, staff can walk to and from and not be seen. Also, they don't have to walk through the snow. They claim to have a lot of activity reported in the, hall- in the walkway. Ghost Hunters did an episode there and caught voices saying help. They couldn't debunk it. Later, the hotel staff found out one of the employees working the front desk had talked through vents behind the desk that carried their voice into the walkway. They got fired. What? What? I forget who the man is that people claim to see down there, but the guide was pointing to where he claimed to have been seen. This is the only place in the entire hotel that I picked up orbs on my camera. They're in different places in each shot, so I know it wasn't dirt on my lens. 
Also, a young girl, maybe 12, was standing in that area on the tour and told us she felt something touch her hair. So crazy. I'm sure you can find tons of more stories online, but that's my experience in a nutshell. Complete with dumb (laughs) ex-husband. I included some photos and a link to better report the maid and the explosion. It is possible that the orbs are just dust particles in the air, but I think not. Besides, they only showed up in that one particular spot, not the other areas in the underground walkway. Wow. mm -hmm. The photo of the staircase has a painting of one Stanley brother in it. Although, as it is reflected in the mirror, it becomes a painting of the twins. What? Feel free to post the pics on your show notes if possible or wanted. Thanks for letting me text a novella. (laughs) And I hope it was a good read. Seriously, loving your podcast, Andy. Oh, my gosh. Holy crap. First of all, that's funny about texting a novella. Yes. We like the long stories, too. And I'm going to need you to do an episode on this. Thanks. Okay. I will. I, I know, right? I, I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? Also, if you heard some stuff in the background. Marley's getting crunk. Yes. <laughs> we will definitely post the pictures on our show notes. Also, is that painting supposed to do that? Where... It's like a fake twin. I don't know. You got to do an episode on it and tell us. Yes, I have so many questions. Well, do some research and answer them all. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) ma'am. And speaking of ma'am. Uh-oh. That might be the title of this next email. Ma'am? M-A-M. Hmm. Men among men. (laughs) Okay. Starts off. Hello, ladies. I'm writing you another email in reference to the same story because I'm not sure if you got the first one. As the first one was rushed, I'm actually hoping it didn't go through because I have a few more details to add. Here we go. Awesome. We looked and we did get the first one, but we just went with the most recent. this one. Yeah. When my best friend Billy and I were in high school, we started to use the Ouija board. <gasps> At first, I didn't think it would honestly do anything, so Billy and I made a pact that we would not move it on our own accord under any circumstance. So naturally, when it started talking to us, we both were all in. Now, I know that I broke a few rules with the board, but that was honest-to-goodness pure ignorance. First off, we used the board in my house. When I was a teenager, my room was in the bonus room, which was always freaky to me because it was at the end of a really long hallway that connected to the back of my sister's closet. Hmm. Well, how Narnia of you. (laughs) (laughs) I remember being little and seeing a black figure walk down the hallway after my mom and I investigated because we heard footsteps upstairs while we were downstairs folding laundry. My mom thought it was a neighborhood girl, but I saw the witch, quote unquote, as I referred to it, walking down the hallway to the bonus room. So that was the black figure. Yeah. Or she was the black figure. It was just a human sized black mass that walked slowly down the hallway towards the bonus room. The icing on the cake was that this room was the extra creepy storage place that was on the other side of it. It was built into the wall to not even look like a door and was a decent-sized room with a slanted ceiling. 
When I moved into this room, my dad had split the room in half and made one part of it a playroom and one part a bedroom for me. And luckily for me, that creepy storage room entrance was not part of my room. Okay, I know that was a lot, but I'm trying to set the scene. So as a teenager, I wasn't dumb enough to play the board in my room, but the room beside my room was perfect. Dang. <laughs> so the night we got the board, we rushed right upstairs to play. That night, we made contact with our quote-unquote spirit guides, and mine called itself Ma'am, M-A-M. So at first, I thought it was my great-grandma who happened to have the same initials. So each time that we would play, it would come through, and I felt more and more comfortable with it around. We played many times, bringing it with us in the car because Billy had a Jeep Cherokee, so we could just climb in the back and play. We went to my mom's future neighborhood at the time, which housed an old family cemetery and went down the road from it. We started to connect with something, and when we asked if it wanted us there, it said no. So we bounced right out of there with the fastness. Side note, my mom lives one row of houses from that graveyard now. Oh, my God. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. All in all, we had played with this thing about 50 plus times. Holy shit. So Billy and I went on and on playing with the dang thing. We had both gotten into schools we wanted and we're living the high life. So as a present to each other, we went and got our tarot cards read. When I walked into the back of the shop to get my reading, the lady looked, took one look at me and said, you've been playing with the Ouija board and now you have something dark following you. What the fuck? She gave me a pretty decent reading, but continued to tell me, that what I thought I was talking to was not my great-grandma, but instead something much darker that wasn't attached to me yet, but it was following me. When we finished, she loaded me up with all kinds of stuff for free, and we're talking white sage, holy water, crystals, etc. I mean, just gave them to me because she was really worried about me and my well-being. And this sold me that this lady wasn't just trying to make a buck. Yeah, for sure. After that, Billy and I didn't play with the board for a while, but then one day we were home for college break and we thought we would try it for shits and giggles. No! So, we are in my room, facepalm, I mean, yeah. parentheses, facepalm, and trying to make contact with something, parentheses, ma'am. All of a sudden, we hear what sounded like a crawling creature outside of my door in the hallway. Uh-uh. Whatever it was had claws that were pulling up the carpet and it was moving towards my room in the hallway. Uh-uh. Finally, it got to my door and there was a thud on my door. Billy and I were as stiff as a board and light as a feather. I was just about to say, but were they light as a feather? <laughs> so Billy and I were stiff as a board while we were listening to this, but when it got to the door, we both sprung up and threw the board towards the door I started praying, and after a few minutes, we peeped outside, and there was nothing. A few weeks later, I went back to college, and one night, after my roommate and I were just getting back from hanging out with our friends down the hall, we came back to our room to go to sleep. It was about 3 a.m. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. But I decided to call my boyfriend at night and tell him goodnight. So I'm on my bed on the top bunk, and my roommate is below me. While on the line with my boyfriend, another call comes in showing as my roommate's number. 
uh, answer it thinking it might be her telling me to be quiet and but instead it was a low manly voice speaking a language I have never heard and didn't recognize at all. Mm-mm. I leaned over the bed to look down. My roommate was on her phone texting while this thing was still talking to me in my ear. Uh-uh. I hung up the phone and told her what happened. And while I was telling her something flew into my window. Uh-uh. Now we're on the third floor of this dorm in this dorm room. So something literally had to either be thrown or flown into our window Mm-mm. of all the windows on the side of the bu- building. After that, I staged the room and never talked to ma'am again. I don't feel like I'm in danger anymore, but I certainly don't mess with the board anymore either. As I've become more aware of the paranormal world, I've learned about certain demons that can come through these things. And I honestly think that's what was trying to attach to me. This is my scary ghost story, but I have a few good ones that I'd like to tell you another time. Creep it real, beautiful ladies, and thanks for all that you do, Manda. Holy fuck. You in danger, girl. Girl. Mm -mm. Did you... Just get the Ouija board to close it. (laughs) (laughs) How fucking creepy. I cannot even... I cannot fucking even. Like, to one, to peer down over the bed, what I'm thinking is a dark room anyway, that's just scary because you never know what you're going to see. But then to see her texting while this man is talking to you in uh -uh. some kind of foreign language. Sidebar, can I just tell you, though? Because, okay, our freshman year in college, Donna and I lived in the dorm together. We bunked our beds, too, because we had a food time. We had a a setup. (laughs) And I was on the top bunk, too. So, literally, in my head, all I was picturing was that... It was landlines, and each of them had their own number. Oh, because in my that's what college is to me. Yeah. Texting doesn't exist yet. Yeah, and so I was like, "Dang!" But like, surely she would have like heard her roommate. Da- Holy crap, y'all stay away from a fucking Ouija board, right? Stay uh, away from ghosts and goblins. And I just Ouija have boards. to say that M A M. Don't say it. <laughs> could be another one. Because what if they didn't know that it went to the A after M-A-M? Because that is... Would an- be... Mo- uh-huh. And that was another one of his little monikers. Okay. Uh-uh. Changing the... Su- okay. We got to change the subject. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm just going to say I that was chosen... Like, we're going in order of when we've gotten it. Mm-hmm. And I just told y'all about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole Snapchat thing. Nope, nope, nope. Y'all, keep these fucking creepy-ass stories coming. We love them. Send us everything. Aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. True crime, urban legends in your area. Shit, your mama's best friend's little (laughs) Little brother's dog went through. I don't know. (laughs) Well, we're just getting specific. (laughs) Um but seriously, we love all of this. Carrie wants some more true crime. I know we've gotten a few. We just haven't made it there yet, but keep it coming. And remember, creep it real and, and don't, don't get scared. scared.